Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap the Jeff Lewis live show for the week of November 20th to the 24th, motherfuckers. Even though Jeff finished recording everything for the week on the 22nd, I wish he could have released that episode to me so that I could have finished on the 22nd too, but unlike Jameson, I'm willing to work on Fridays. <laughs> Sorry, Jameson. Um, yeah, so we find out later in the week, uh, today actually, we found out today that Jameson is not the sole reason that Jeff had to pre-tape his Friday show, but um, 99% of of the, finally, it's somebody else it, that's the problem besides Jeff. Let's <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I get it, Jameson, totally. People are different. And if you want your time, take your fucking time, man. I don't blame you. I'm just unfortunately built more like Jeff. It's a blessing and much more of a curse, <laughs> much more of a curse. Okay. So first I just want to say wicked quick because we have been keeping track of the juicy hoop scandal of 2023, of course, where Heather McDonald borrowed Chris Alamis's earrings and uh, lost one of them. And Chris has said that they were $3,000, $10,000. I don't know. Jeff Lewis then went on his radio show called Heather McDonald, the felon, all this stuff. So then, you know, the usual, the usual friendship challenges that you go through. Um, so Heather McDonald said on her Tuesday episode of Juicy Scoop this week that Krista paid her back, but then she was like, and I have even more facts that I'm going to give off to you guys. I just have to confirm shit first because we like to actually fact check before we say things to the masses. Good lessons to learn, you know? Um, and then she was like, but I'm going to say it on Thursday's episode, Thursday's episode. So then Thursday comes Thanksgiving. I already know that I'm in for a doozy of a day. We'll get to that later. But for my morning, just to get ready, I was ready for some fresh fucking goss. And I wanted the facts. You know, I'm a facts girl. We are. We're facts people here at Splash of Sass. Splash of facts. <sighs> Sassy facts. Um. Okay. And the Thursday episode came and went without a, a hint of a mention of these supposed new tidbits that we would learn. And I just don't like that shit. You know, we don't like that shit over here at Splash of Sass, all right? Heather, if you weren't going to tell us more about, the, then why did you say on the Tuesday episode, and just wait till Thursday, I'm going to tell you even more. And then you told us nothing. I don't like that shit, all right? I went off on Jeff Lewis about accountability. I'm going to do the same to you. I'll do the same to myself in a half an hour, you know, like we all got to be accountable for things. And I just don't like trying to draw in people like, oh, I'm going to tell you this on Thursday. And then you don't cricket, 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 cricket. And I'm not talking wireless. Okay. Cricket, wireless, cricket, cricket. And to be fair, there might be something even bigger going on, or maybe they resolved it all behind the scenes, Jeff and Heather or, and Krista, or maybe there's lawyers now communicating for them. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's none of the above. And Heather just 
needed to wait an extra day for Revolve headquarters to confirm something else. I don't fucking know. Again, Heather, if you tell us nothing, we fill in the blank with whatever the fuck we want, all right? I love you, but please tell us the facts next time. All right, let's just move right into the Monday episode. We had Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. Speaking of California Housewives, because Kelly Dodd was on RHOC, but I need to hop on over to RHOBH for a second, uh, just to say that I noticed this about Sutton Strack, who Jeff Lewis loves, so I need to say it here. Okay, when I first started Splash Assass, I was raving about the hit Australian sitcom of the early 2000s known as Kath and Kim. It is... Like, it's one of those shows where you wish that you could unsee it from your, like, erase it from your memory just so you could watch it again for the first time. Because it's just so fucking good and you've never seen anything like it before. At least I hadn't. And so now all of a sudden it clicked the other day that Sutton Strack is Kath. She's Kath from Kath and Kim. She is totally Kath, except she's like the Southern, like more evil version of Kath. (laughs) She's her evil stepsister from the South. (laughs) It is so true. Oh my, (laughs) because Kath is just kind of like out there and kooky, but she's also like very knows exactly what she wants. And that just reminds me of Sutton. So All right, we'll just leave it at that. Now, moving back to Kelly and Rick. So they took Jolie's car away. She was getting some bad grades and everyone was complimenting her parenting skills. Look, I just want to say, because I was watching Married by Medicine, Married Through Medicine, Married to Medicine. Yeah, one of the proverbs. What the, I wanted to sound smart and say it like conjunction, but I forgot what like, but if of, and what are prepositional phrases, if you got the same grades in your English grammar class as Jolie got as Jolie got in her yoga, what was it? A D and F. I don't know. She was getting a lot of D's and I was so shocked that Jeff was disappointed by that because I thought Jeff loved getting some D's. <laughs> But in Married to Medicine, they were basically saying, I believe it was Simone and Pumbaa. No, I'm <laughs> I make myself chuckle. Um, Simone, Simone, <laughs> I can't get it out of my head now. Simone and Pumbaa. That's funny. Um, clearly. Oh my God. All right. Um, Simone and Dr. Jackie and Simone was saying how her boys in parenting, like it was really hard and all of this stuff. And Dr. Jackie was like, I can't believe that I turned into my mother. And I'm saying the same things that she used to say, which is like the younger generation, they're so much lazier and this and that. And it's like, yeah, but also that's what every generation says about the younger generation. You know, it doesn't matter what they're doing that makes them lazier. Either way, humans just naturally in the progression of life, we have less to do, you know, like in the beginning, cavemen had to do so fucking much to survive. Now, a lot of us live such a cushy lifestyle that we just create drama in our life just to entertain ourselves, just to have something to do. Just ask Jeff Lewis about that. And so 
it was just fascinating because also like the their Dr. Jackie saying this to Simone as Simone's admitting this about her own kids or even just talking about the general zeitgeist of the world and how all the youth are and it's like but you're the parent like you're the parent you know like the parents who complain the most about kids and video games and screen time and that are the ones buying their kids all of that stuff and I am not a parent so I don't know what it's like and I'm sure it's wicked hard to try to be really strict about screen time and stuff or like even just buying like an iPad and this and that when keeping up with the Joneses when the kids are at school with the Joneses every day, you know, and then all their friends are little Joneses. And then in whatever form, I'm not saying to the level of, you know, say the Lewises, perhaps Monroe and her school at any school, like if kids ha talk about having this and that other kids want that shit. And so it's all just, I'm just saying, give everyone a break. All right. Break them off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Jeff should really fucking be advertising for Kit Kats and not Snickers. He actually, what's Snickers tagline? Like, you're not you when you're hungry. Then Jeff must be starving all the time. <laughs> if all of a sudden in the Snickers commercial, they're monsters and then they finally have their Snickers and they turn into a nice, nice human again. Jeff must always be starving. All right, so uh, then we find out John Jansen took pics with Alexis Bellino at Quiet Woman. Does that shock anybody? Does that shock anybody? And by the way, if you're wondering why that should shock you, it's because Alexis and Shannon, Shannon like to complain about Alexis, I guess. And Shannon used to date John Jansen. And now Jansen and Alexis are in cahoots because it's all just, it's all a fucking game, you know. But Kelly Dodd, she was like, Alexis is a mess, allegedly. Her words and I mean, as if Kelly's one to talk, I'm sorry, Kel. And uh, Kelly was like, Alexis is a mess. And she lost her real diamond engagement ring in the back of an Uber. Who the fuck does that? Stew, stew. <laughs> and she was like, if you want to date a mess, then fine, go date a mess. And I was, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yeah, no, Jeff has dated an Alexis before. Don't you worry. But also, so that prompted Rick Leventhal to be like, and by the way, how the fuck do you even lose a ring in the back of an Uber? How do you lose your diamond engagement ring in the back of an Uber? Answer? A fucking quick finger bang. Okay. What? Have we not listened to Heather's lesbian Ozempic joke that... She, her, I believe it was her and Sarah Colonna that came up with it on her podcast. And then she tried to retell it on Watch What Happens Live. But it's one of those things where like you have in your head that you want to get this joke out. And then when she actually went to deliver it, it was like, try again later. Uh, yeah, it just didn't work. So, um, but basically it's like, oh yeah, you lose so much weight that now your ring just slips right off and you can slip it up another girl. And I guess that's what happened to Alexis. So my question is who was she in the car with? And is Kelly jealous that it wasn't her? Okay. So then they also ask, um, Shane was like, why are they all always at the quiet woman. Are there no other bars? No other bars? Which then they had some great self-awareness. We got to acknowledge that, right? <laughs> In the studio. And they were like, shit, I guess we go to the same fucking places all the time. And it's like, it's not, Shane, it's not about 
them all loving the quiet women so much. I mean, I'm sure it has a great vibe and great whatever location, all of that. But it's like cheers, you know, when you do find a bar that has all those qualities, everybody flocks to it. And then once you know the people that are going to be there, now you just show up because you want to be seen by them. You know, like you want to be in that crowd. John Jansen wants to be in the Alexis Bellino crowd. Have we not learned anything from the Stanley Fucci story? Stanley Radafucci? Oh my God, Stanley Saracucci. No, seriously, listen back to the episodes, but John Jansen pretended to not want to meet Stanley Tucci, and that was the biggest joke of all. And this proves it even more that he is always a forever clout chaser. And uh, Shannon and Jeff need to go to relationship rehab. Uh, so do I. So do I. There's some self awareness here as well. I could, <laughs> I could benefit for some heavy therapy and heavy petting at the same time. All right. So let's just move on to the Tuesday episode. We had Steve-O and Jackie-O, Steve-O and Jackie-O Schimmel, Jackie-O Schimmel, minus the O, leave it to Steve, leave the O to Steve-O. All right. So uh, we talk about some of Steve-O's jackass stunts, you know, some of his staple stunts. Literally, where he staples his balls to him. That kind of humor, I'm like, where's the joke? Like, where's the joke? That's not funny. That looks painful. The show Ridiculousness is my worst nightmare. I hate everything about it. Like, I want to watch comedy, not people about to die. I say, as I watch endless documentaries about people dying all the time, I just watched The Deepest Breath on Netflix. Oh my fucking God. Uh, I don't want to go swimming again. Now I just feel like I'm swimming in a giant graveyard in the ocean. When you really think about it, like all the dead fish that haven't been eaten yet, the giant whale carcasses, the human bodies, the alien octopus, alien octopussy. Okay, can we get back to Jackass? I ask you guys. You're like, please, we've been (laughs) dying to get on any other subject but this. Uh, No, so my brother, he's very Jackass adjacent. Like, he's not, like, staple your balls crazy. But he definitely has, like, he's the type of person at a party in college. He wasn't in a frat, but he would do fratty things like swallow a goldfish live in front of a cheering audience and... (laughs) (laughs) then like vomit it back up and it would still be alive. Can you imagine if you shit it back out and it was still alive? Like, can you shit out a live thing? You know, like did, would it, would it have to be dead for him to be able to shit it out? Or if it's alive, you can only vomit it. Or can you, can they bring Mythbusters back? Is Mythbusters still on? I want to know if you swallow a live goldfish, can you shit out a live goldfish? <laughs> I bet Steve-O could answer this for me. <laughs> All right, let's move the fuck on. So Steve-O gives this whole speech about like mortality and fame and why you're chasing all the attention and all this stuff. And it was pretty deep, I will say, because I have listened to Steve-O's podcast. With, he has a few comedians on that I love. And he definitely, I love people who like to go deep. And Jeff Lewis, uh, not not exactly. I mean, yeah, I, he, I, he does, but does he? All right, so as Steve-O's going into all of this, Jeff literally goes... 
<laughs> Steve was basically saying, like, I don't know what's driving me. Like, it has to be that I'm trying to, like, beat mortality and try to get the most fame and attention and all this stuff. And Jeff is like, yeah, I mean, if somebody offered me a shitload of money, I would do the same stunts as you, I guess. And <laughs> Steve was like, yeah, no, that's like the exact point that I'm making is that like no amount of money. It's just like something within me. Like, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What drives me to do this? And Jeff's like, money does. And Steve was like, no, like I'm deeper than that. And Jeff's like, I don't, we, I don't understand anymore. You're speaking Espanol. And so Steve like keeps on going on and he's like, life is all about reconciling your mortality. And our one instinct is to survive, but our only option in this life is not to like our only option is not to which is wrong oh by the way it's always look people worry about the wrong things right steve-o thinks we're all obsessed with mortality and all that we're not babe all right like i get it we're gonna die sure cool but fine but if you're gonna say that our one instinct is to survive like I in the deepest breath that I just watched sorry spoiler alert but it's free divers and one of the girls she's struggling in her trying to train for something and her safety guy he is the one to rescue her and basically takes his last breath to save her so if his one instinct would be to survive false like his one instinct was to make sure she survived so I mean it wasn't like every man for themselves in the last moments of his life he spent he knew that it would be the last moments but wanted to save her instead like fucking hero by the way hero his name's steven so this episode's dedicated to steven love you boy boy and so oh my god steven and i'm talking about steve oh dude that's a universe thing right there okay if i've ever heard one in my lifetime so anyways um Wait, I know I had another point here to make, but I totally forgot. This is where having a producer comes in handy, okay? When you're a one-man show, one-woman show. Yeah, I forget what the fuck I was saying. But I do know that um, right after Steve-O went about right back into the mortality and survival and all this stuff, Jeff, yet again... <laughs> comments zero about anything that steve-o said that was deep and instead just goes all right so let's take a break and we'll come back to ask you about breaking bones and losing all your teeth Woo! blood shattering your body whoa that's that shit i do like so moving on to oh my god and then steve-o he feels like he has one last movie still in him and he's gonna name it steve-o's gone too far <gasps> Oh my fucking, don't do, I'm telling you right fucking now, Steven, Steven. Laguna Beach is now on Netflix and I'm glad that it started cracking down on how many accounts you can <laughs> stream it on because I don't need to be watching that shit, all right? That's what gave me complexes growing up. I thought I could potentially look like Elsie or Kristen one day and did that happen? Yeah, with some heavy filters, but that's not real life. Okay, so um, Steve-O, naming your movie You've Gone Too Far, I, bad omen. Bad the fuck omen, okay? It's always the last movie. It's always the last ride, the last run, the last one, the last thing you do where shit goes wrong, okay? I'm telling you. And even Jeff said it. He was like, ew, don't fucking die. Don't die. Why would you name it that? Don't die. Like, you are going to go too far. We're predicting that right here, right now, so... Say a little prayer for him, for Stevo, for Stevo. You are a jackass, and we love you. 
All right. So um, Wednesday, we had Tracy Tudor and Joey Zowzig. Ow, 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 zig. Now, ow, 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 zig. Now, ow, 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 zig, zig. Jeff and Tracy, they both bought the same bougie balsamic vinaigrette trees. I don't know. They were from a place called balsamic, balsam, faux tree farm. Faux tree. I love the word faux. Um, And they were trying to convince Joey to get one too. And Tracy, she goes, it's a perfect tree. It's nice and fat. The fatter, the better. Said no one ever in Los Angeles, California. Said no one ever. You could literally hear the Los Angelites in the room chuckling. Like, <laughs> she thinks that we want something fat. When have we ever wanted anything fat? Jeff probably specifically picked out the skinniest Christmas tree that he could find. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, wait, speaking of Netflix shows. Okay, there's this show, Million Dollar Decorators. I don't know what year it's from. There's only one season. If it was wicked old, they need a reboot because it was so good. It was like, it was like flipping out meets Great British baking show. You know, like it was like, it was like the interior design aspect and meeting the clients and fo- all that relationship and the assistants and all of that. But then you also, it's like calmer. It's much calmer than flipping out in it. <laughs> all the ca- all the people on it are characters of their own. It's a reality show, but it is so fucking, it's fascinating. I loved it. So there's this um one person that they follow a one decorator and his name is Jeffrey Jeffrey and he has a boyfriend Ross you guys Jeffrey and Ross are Jeffrey and Shane in an alternate universe okay our Jeffrey and Shane I'm no just the their interactions their dynamic it's so spot on but so the Jeffrey and Ross on the show they were working out at CrossFit and Jeffrey in his interview he was like of course I have to work out and look good. No one wants to hire a fatty. And I was like, are are all Jeffries in Los Angeles the exact same? Are they all interior designers who hate being fat? Like, what the fuck? It literally felt like I was watching Jeff Lewis on screen, just in a parallel universe. Okay, so moving along, but staying on the same note, uh, Jeff's keeping the elitism in his house alive and well. Elitism at Chateau Lewis is at an all-time high because, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's funny or sad, both, both. So he tells Monroe that the two of them are the only smart ones in their entire house, and Aurora, who was standing there trying to dust something and cleaning the windowsill and shaking behind the curtain, she peeks out slowly and she says, No, Saya, we are all smart, Saya. And Jess says, You're the fucking dumbest one of all, bitch. <laughs> all right, I might have dramatized, dra- dramatized, woof, that scene. Uh, but but it was it was something along those lines, maybe a little more tame. Except Jeff, he said something equally as horrifying, calling Aurora a dum-dum. And Aurora, you're a sun-sun. You're a ray of sunshine, all right? Never let him take you down. If somebody else tries to extinguish your flame, you burn the fuck brighter, all right, babe? 
So the next rant that Jeff Lewis went on, it would have made zero sense to me, but I'm really glad that he prefaced it with this story about Aurora and belittling her and, you know, demoralizing her um, through the excuse of twisted humor, of course. So he was joking. He was joking, people. Why are you so sensitive? You dumb fucking bitch. It's funny, bitch. Oh my God, Jeff. Um, yes. And also great to show in front of Monroe that, yeah, you can <clears throat> call and play dumb. Um, but who am I? I'm not a parent. Huh? I know nothing. That's a parent, but I'm bum. Um, okay. So the next story Jeff tells is that how he was getting Starbucks Uber Eats delivered in the morning because both of his kids obviously love the breakfast sandwiches, Shane and Monroe. But I'm just like, how the fuck do you have all of this staff and still eat out, still eat out. Like I guarantee Jeff is also probably eating out for either lunch or and dinner. And it's just like, why also breakfast? Like I'm sorry, even this morning I wanted to order out so bad. I wanted to order Uber Eats. And I was like, no, I have the best fresh bakery bread, fresh avocado, all this, uh, make poached eggs and I make avocado toast and it's the best fucking thing I've ever, it's so good every time I can always cook better than they can. It's just the act of actually it's having the motivation, which I found. And I'm just saying, how does nobody in how do you, how does nobody cooking? What do you mean? Like if I worked there, I would have the dog walked, the coffee lattes brewed, ready to go. The homemade croissant sandwiches all done. Everything ready by 7 a.m. No problem at all, baby. I got you. All right. Early bird gets the worm and the early chick gets the dick. Okay. Oh my God. Wait, I just fucking came up with that. I swear to God. And I feel like Kelly Dodd right now. <laughs> oh my God. That's the cheesiest saying, but I kind of love it. Early bird gets the worm and the early chick gets the dick, bitch. Oh my God. You guys. Okay. But mine was original and just came off the cusp, right? Kelly Dodd. She sounds like a fucking walking dictionary of cheesy ass jokes. Like she sounds like a robot. She sounds like she's always feeding off the same lines all the time. It's so cringe. Like she'll be like, why do you think so many girls go to USC? Cause it's the university of sucking clit, bitch. Like it just, I, I don't, that was a bad example, but it's along those lines. All right. So let's move along to the nail salon flip out. Okay. So this is fascinating to me because Jeff and Monroe, they went to get a manicure, which is adorable. And Jeffrey witnessed himself having a total flipping out moment, except it wasn't himself. It was metaphorically him, but it was a lady at the nail salon shaming the owner for fucking up her nails last time or something, which by the way, lady, if they fucked it up last time, why the fuck did you come back? Why did you come back? Just so you could look at the owner in the eye and be like, you did it again. You did it again, fool. You fucked it up again. Like go somewhere else as if they're not a nail salon on every corner. There's more nail salons and Dunkin' Donuts around here, right? And that's saying a lot. I'm in New England, bitch. I don't, I don't fuck with Dunkin' Donuts. Talk about the bevy machine at SiriusXM. Those pipes not being cleaned. You think I'm gonna trust Dunkin' Donuts to clean there? I don't trust shit. Have we not realized that? It's a curse. It's not. There's no blessing to it. It's straight up curse. Cause. I'm sure Dunkin' Donuts is delicious and convenient. Okay, so it Jeff was annoyed that they had to all witness this lady flip out on the owner and totally fuck up the vibe of the nail salon, which confused me for two reasons. First of all, because 
who doesn't love drama? Who doesn't love a little drama, especially at a nail salon, a hair salon, any type of salon? That's where the best stuff happens. Because the second that the crazy lady leaves, the rest of the salon bonds together for eternity. You all bond together to talk about how crazy that lady was. You're all obviously on the owner's side, okay? He's running the show here and you're only five nails deep, okay? You don't want him telling your nail technician, oh, and by the way, add a few extra bubbles into that thumb so that it cracks within. 24 hours like no obviously now you guys are a unit at the so you turn into a team against this one lady you versus her jeff i thought you would love this shit you <laughs> you love outnumbering people and dominating the competition um yeah so but also i do find it fascinating because we do know that jeff has snapped at people in public before like that and so now it's like he sees how it can fuck up an entire vibe of a room and it's like yeah, babe, maybe you don't like watching this because you're realizing you're looking at yourself five years ago. Like that's something you would have done in the past where a lot of us would never do that. Like I, I'm not going to yell at an owner. I would just never go back again. All right. My presence is a present and you lost that present in your life. All right, bitch. Thank God it's Christmas time. So you can get some new ones, but you'll fuck those up too. What am I saying? Who gives a fuck? But yeah, Jeff, just enjoy the drama and learn about it. Learn learn from it. You can teach Monroe. Don't do that. You can teach yourself. Don't do that. And we all float on. Okay. So then let's just get into the Friday, November 24th episode, which is technically the Wednesday, November 22nd episode. Number two, we had Sida Silva and Doug Bioden. Bitch is Bioden. Bitch. I ain't got no legs. Bitch. So Jeff starts by shaming Jameson for not wanting to work today, as we stated in the beginning of this episode. And again, Jameson's like, I want to be able to enjoy my holiday and not have to worry that I'm going to eat so much on Thanksgiving. My IBS is going to start acting up and then I'm going to be in the studio first thing Friday morning, shitting up a storm in the Jen Nooch bath. And when I step out, you guys are all going to shame me for, no, I'm done. I'm done. I want, I'm already going to be shamed at Thanksgiving by my family. I don't need more shame, 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 shame the ginger. That's what my family does to me. They shame the ginger. Uh, no, but I'm just saying I got my fill of family time by 3 p.m. yesterday. 3 p.m. And let's just say <laughs> I didn't get home till almost 9.30 p.m. All right. So what happened in those six and a half hours of being over it? I prayed that my anxiety medication would kick it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like with my family, no one gets like drunk or anything like that. So you can't even like drain the, you're just, yeah, but I love them. I love, they're the best. I literally, they're the angels <clears throat> of <clears throat> my life. <clears throat> okay. So then Jeff asked Jameson, all right, on top of your serious XM salary, what would I need to pay you to make you come in on Friday? And work. Like, what What the fuck is that? $500? You want me to pay you like I do co-host? And it's just like, what the fuck, Jeff? Have you learned nothing from Jen Green? Nothing? Even you paying guests $500? Because that's what he does. He pays everybody who is a co-host for the day. 
$500 to be on with him. That is so wild to me, like to get $500 for one hour of your time. And sometimes the guests barely even talk, barely even talk. Like if it's a day where Jeff and Gage have court the previous day or the following day, you know that you're in for an easy, breezy, beautiful cover squirrel of a time. Like literally you don't have to even lift a finger. Okay. He does everything for you. And so it's just crazy that you're already paying them $500 an hour. And then on top of that, but that's just the co-host, right? So Jameson's a producer. Why are you offering to pay your producer even more on top of his salary? Have you learned again, nothing from Jen Green's situation with Hollywood Houselift? Because Amazon Freebie paid Jen Green a salary for Hollywood Houselift. And then Jeff Lewis supplemented it. Jeffrey. Lewis supplemented it with additional funds and that's where it all went awry because now Jeff has so much even more at stake with it. Like Jen, what a great opportunity for her to have gotten season two to produce anyways. Why the fuck did you need to pay her more on top of that out of your own pocket, Jeff? Like that's where you start to cross boundaries and like you just like give out money almost as frequently as you give out insults. And that's frightening because we know that's a lot for both of those. <laughs> things. Yeah. So I'm just saying, cause Jeff brings it up throughout today's full episode. Like Jameson, what's your number? What's your number? And my question is Jeff, why are you willing to pay someone who doesn't fucking want to be there? Like that's crazy. There's so many people who could produce a show and want to be there and you're, and they would work for half of that price. Who? I don't know. I can't think of a single soul off the top of my head. But yeah, sure, no offer to pay somebody who is reluctant and trying to find excuses and this and that. And like, the thing is, like, Jameson values his family time and he wants that time. But there's plenty of people who don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Again, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. And so, yeah, it's just, I it's like, I can't believe you're begging to pay somebody more when they're like, I don't want to do that shit. It's like, ew, then I don't want you to do that shit. I want to find somebody who wants to do that shit. But again, what the fuck do I know? So then uh, Jeff asks Sai what she brings to Thanksgiving dinner. She says wine, which so great because that's what I decided I'm bringing from now on. That's what my fa- my parents were like, just bring wine. Cause every single time that I actually bring a dish, Nobody fucking eats it. And it's not even that I'm bringing a girl. Like, all right, tabbouleh one year. No one touched it. Um, I know why tabbouleh. We're, we're, I think that was Christmas. But either, and I'm saying any holiday. Maybe it was uh, Easter. That sounds like a Greek East springy. Greek, Greek spring. Sure, tabbouleh. We're Armenian. It's all Middle Eastern shit. And so... What else did I bring? Oh, like a dessert last year. No, and I kind of failed. Uh, this year I brought, she said to bring fruit. So I brought blueberries and clementines. I thought that would be for the kids. Who doesn't love a clementine? They're the best. Cutie, little cuties for the cuties. They forgot to even take them out of the bag. They forgot, everyone forgot to take them out of the bag. So my parents are like, just bring wine next time and stop whining about it. All right, you little brat. Uh, no, they didn't say that. Um, but... I have an even more important question and I don't want anybody in my life to think I'm saying it about them, but you guys, I'm sure somebody here experienced this yesterday on Thanksgiving. Okay. So say you offer to bring a dish and the host is like, oh no, that's fine. I'm already making those. And like, they're the host. So obviously they get first choice, whatever. But then when you show up and you, and you, you eat that dish, you're like, damn, this is 
sandpaper and I would have made you a Michelin star gourmet extravaganza but no that's that's fine so like my question is how do you say how do you tell somebody like I'm so happy that you want to bring the green beans but if you're gonna cook them in what if you're gonna boil them in water and that's all the flavor that we get then you're gonna not be on green bean duty anymore I'm just gonna bring more I'm gonna bring even more green beans and we're gonna have a feast because I love green beans and you cook them awful and so <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's just don't ask, I guess. Just bring, bring more, the merrier. It's food. It's of course, the more, the merrier. And also the green beans that just for the record, my green, the green beans I had yesterday, somebody made, they were fucking delicious. Okay. It's so, so good. They really were. They really, I wasn't the green beans. I just, it was, it's called an example people. Okay. So then they talk about robo food deliveries. And at the very end, they mentioned drones. You guys, the thing that petrifies me about drone delivery service is sure. It might go right. 90% of the time, 90%. Great. Okay. What about the other 10%? What about the other 10? So there's going to be accidents. Of course, there's going to be accidents. It's technology, new technology. If, a delivery drone dropping off fucking Chick-fil-A at my neighbor's house because they didn't feel like getting their arse off the couch to go get it themselves. And the drone goes awry and it goes, I keep my windows open, screen, it cuts through the screen and chops my cat up to smithereens. What the fuck? What, what if it crashes into my house, cuts everything? The house is all of a sudden, it's vandalized. Vandalized by drone delivery. You think that them dropping off a French fries and a chicky nugs are going to cover that? No, and go make up for shit, okay? I think it's petrifying. I think robo cars are also going to be petrifying because accidents happen. And look, we know what happens when big objects smash into buildings, all right? Things collapse. Oh my God, bless everyone. So stay alive and stay unrobotic. Okay, so wrapping up, Doug is spending Thanksgiving in bed with his BFF obviously preparing for their audition as the grandparents in the 42nd fucking Willy Wonka remake coming soon to a streaming platform near you. Like it is so crazy how many Wonka versions we're getting, but <laughs> hire Doug. All right. It's the role of a lifetime for him. So Jeff is like, I tried to invite him to our Thanksgiving, but Doug said, no, like what the fuck? Just ditch your loser friend and come hang out with the Lewises. And I I love how Jeff, his first instinct was to say, ditch your friend and come over and hang out with us instead of bring your friend to come over and hang out with us. Like, <laughs> we ain't all inclusive, honey, over here, okay? <laughs> what the fuck do you think this is? A holiday where you're supposed to be warm and inviting and embrace everybody? Not at the Lewis house, all right? The only thing, actually, you should have embraced an extra body to play left, right, and center. More money that you can siphon off. You know, I think that Jeff invited Doug because he really wanted him to bring over some truffle salt. I kind of have a theory because Jeff always shits on... Doug's truffle salt and basically says that it causes you if you eat it and ingest it then you will then shit on everybody else in your life 
physically shit on them and so literally shit on them and so at first I thought Jeff was doing his fun thing where he likes to again demoralize and belittle people in front of large crowds and audiences however I now real I now have a different angle that I think he's going for and I think that it's he loves the truffle salt so much so much that if all of a sudden the stock, the limited edition stock runs out. What the fuck is he going to season all of his homemade food with? All of his homemade breakfast sandwiches with that <laughs> he doesn't make. Um, no, I'm sure he makes some breakfast sandwiches and I'm sure he really does hate Doug's truffle salt. <laughs> but we love you, Doug, and we love you, everybody. So have the best fucking weekend and we'll be back next week. I love you guys more than anyone. Besides my cats and my family and my nieces and nephews and anyone who delivers me food, not including robots, non-robots only. Okay, have the best time. I love you guys so fucking much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.